Yo, this is Conan. You're listening to World of Wrestling Podcast with Tax and Rich. Boom. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the World of Wrestling Podcast. My name is Rich, and as always, I'm joined by my good buddy, Tax Williams. Oh, crikey. What a week. What a testing week I've had. (laughs) So, you told me a little story before the pod. I don't know how much you want to say it on the pod, but, you know, it was... Sad, I, I, sad, and then okay, and then that's uh, kind of funny. <laughs> so, um, sounds like our pod to be fair. Sorry. <laughs> so obviously, I joke a fair amount about our, our my want for a manscape sponsorship. Well, I reached into my own pocket and I I bought the manscape kit, and uh, last week, actually the day after recording last week's pod, which you can listen to in our archives at worldofwrestlingpodcast dot com. Ah, oh, it's professional. Um, Love it. Look at that. Thank you very much. Um. So I'm obviously enjoying the Lawnmower 3.0, fantastic bit of kit, by the way, and I'd recently been experiencing a degree of discomfort in the testicle area recently. I hope, my dear listener, you are not eating as we start talking about my balls. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, that doesn't look right. So I went to the doctor's. I'm sat there, laying there on the doctor's table, and I'm thinking, well, he's going to want to expect, inspect my testicles not my penis so i was taking like seven hands to cover it up on my stomach maybe like seven books just to impress on the girth of the uh the member (laughs) like nine fingers are holding air (laughs) (laughs) i wish (laughs) but i'm i'm essentially concealing uh the the mat the you know from the trios championship you've got left ball right ball and the johnson (laughs) The Johnson is being concealed by me because I'm thinking, well, the doctor doesn't want to look at that. He just wants to look at my balls. And so I hold it with pride and safety going, don't worry, friend. If we have to lop one of them off, it'll be okay. We'll be a tag team. (laughs) Until the doctor then is concerned by me holding my Johnson says, can you uh, stop touching yourself, please? Oh, so good. Love it. So, um, but... By the sound of things, I've got an infection. I'm going to have a scan. We're pretty sure it's fine, but... It's important, chaps, if you're listening, just check yourself and then tell your friends or potentially any, you know, the number of people listening to our podcast embarrassing stories about your, your genitalia. And this all came about by excessive exercise. So let this be a lesson to you, friends. Check your balls. Don't bother exercising. That's good stuff, man. Like, yeah, this is what the pod's all about. And I promised you the that balls? I had... <laughs> Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, we're doing TNA, so. <laughs> but I promised you that um, I would mention something kind of silly that happened to me yesterday. Um, so I've started, I'm, I'm getting married on 24th of May. Don't know if you knew that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I started working out a lot, you know, trying to get into an actual suit that doesn't just, you know, come from the big and hefty store or whatever. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's start getting in real shape. And part of that is I've changed my diet quite dramatically. So I'm eating a lot less. I've basically cut out sugar from my diet, which is hell on earth for me. <laughs> but, you know, it's made a real difference. And I was uh, sitting here last night, polishing off, watching TNA. AW kicks in. And I'm like, oh, tummy feels a bit sore. Just straight up shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to bury the lead too much of that one. Because, I mean, how else can you set it up? Like, yep, I changed my diet, hurt my stomach, shit myself. It was great. <laughs> I mean, you're not. It's, I mean, 
full 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 disclosure, it's the sort of thing that does happen. Yeah. When you change that. I mean, I was when I was exercising a couple of weeks ago, I was like Spider-Man lunge. I thought, oh, I've got some trapped wind. I'll let that go. That is not safe. <laughs> It was very much those levels. It's not like, you know, a massive solid poop came out my ass or anything. I just kind of like, oh, I think I need to fart. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? And I was well, like, the- panic, panic, panic. But like, it was uh, during the, uh, what was it? The Young Bucks um, proud, proud and Powerful match. And I was like, oh, I'd really like to see the finish of this. <laughs> the match or the shit? <laughs> the match. <laughs> So this week, we are doing episode five of our TNA Aces and Eight series. We're halfway there. Whoa! Rockstar Spud's on the show! <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's a shame you mentioned Rockstar Spud, because I was going to make an amazing segue from shit to TNA. But now you've mentioned Spud, you know, uh, dear, dear listener, don't be shocked. There's actually something good on a couple of good bits on this show. For the first time in four fucking episodes later on the fifth show, this one wasn't that bad. I was pleasantly surprised. As we'll go through, there's there was logic in some of the story to Aces and Eights. Yeah, there's some utter bollocks as well, but <laughs> there's some positive moments in the show that I actually enjoyed. It's really Charvo, weird. Charvo gets crushed. Love yeah. it. Yeah, a few revelationary moments. I'm like, holy fucking hell, but man, we'll get there. So it's TNA Impact from the 7th of Feb 2013, episode 448. So 448, if you want to go look it up. Uh, yeah, it's not on any streaming services, so again, we have to get this nefariously. But yeah, so if you want to go and look it up, you can't watch it. Well, I think wrestling fans know where stuff is available, right? The WWE Network? Yeah, yep, that's the one. <laughs> Was it Impact Plus or something? <laughs> the French version. Ah, Impact Plus. <laughs> What's plus in German? Impact Plach. No, that's terrible. No idea. That was Let's almost like on. Welsh. <laughs> 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 this was recorded on the 25th of January 2013 in Manchester, England, dun, 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 England, on a UK tour. But as you said, broadcast about a week and a half later. So this was the second half of the recording we saw last week, right? Because there's like the same fans. I swear it's the same opening shots as we got last week. Oh, it, it is. You know, they, they basically doubled up taping. So the fans who went to uh, the Impact Show in Manchester got double bubble. And the next couple of episodes are going to be in London, which some of our listeners went to, including Mr. Will Power. So if we want some inside scoop on the the layout, we will hit him up. Maybe we can like ask each of them for like a minute or so of what they thought about the show and we can broadcast it at the end or something. Yeah, guys, if you are listening and you attended this Impact show in 2013, the one in London or Manchester, um, send us a little soundbite. Find us on Twitter at World of Rest Pod. Um, just record your little soundbite, DM it to us, and we'll put it on at the end of the pod next week. Uh, that's a good idea. And before I forget get first things first thank you everyone for ranking the pod five stars in their podcast app of choice like we barely ever ask anyone to do this and we try not to like you know bombard you with play subscribe because <laughs> like you know we don't really care that much but we enjoy we we like the fact you listen and then people seem to give a shit about our pod but like you know it's okay if you don't subscribe it's not the end of the world um but listen- it is to me i need the stats <laughs> manscaped where are you <laughs> <laughs> saving my life one trim at a time yeah you've got to send those stats to the bank mate to fill up the <laughs> fill up those accounts right yeah yeah that's right so uh but sh- listen shut up 
uh, this week. And uh, yeah, you lot of gods, I really appreciate you. And uh, the other thing was, what was that magic number where you're going to give someone a free hoodie if we get that many followers on Twitter? If we get to 200 followers on Twitter, we'll run a competition. I will give away a free hoodie. We're only 21 listeners away now. (laughs) So if you don't follow us on Twitter, go follow us there, World of Rest Pod, and tax will have to buy someone a hoodie. So there we go. That is absolutely fine. I'd be more than happy to do it because, again, genuinely, for those who have already bought bought a hoodie, thank you very much. We are genuinely surprised at the numbers of hoodie we've managed to sell. Yeah, fucking A. Right, I promise not to bombard you with like, you know, give us five stars, please subscribe next week, okay? Let's just do it once every now and again. Should we move on? Well, I can tell you something that isn't five stars, mm. but it's better than the last few weeks. It's, it's this, this is better than five star. Everything's better than five star. <laughs> WW's Festival de Lucha was mm. better than five star, and that had um, suspected racist Jimmy Hart, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that gimmick. Well played. <laughs> um, which appeared on the Hidden Gems of the WWE Network, where Hidden ra- Hidden Racist. <laughs> I mean, it's pro wrestling. There's a few of them. <laughs> Hidden Gem Jimmy Hart um, was on there with his non-Mexican trio. Um, so it's quite funny to watch Jimmy Hart. But anyway, but uh, yeah, Ace and Eight. It's getting a bit serious. Um, so if you didn't listen last mm. week, first of all, make sure you go and listen back to it um, in our archives, worldwrestlingpodcast.com. You already we did that plug. To... Move on. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in full shill mode today. How dare you? Um, we had two new members revealed at the end of Impact. Garrett Bischoff had climbed over the cage and revealed himself. Angle told Wes Briscoe to shut the cage. We're going to fuck him. And, and <laughs> not not like, quite the words he used. No, no, no. But... We're going to fuck him. And Briscoe was like, it's not my bag, mate. Chuck blocked him oh, and revealed himself me. to be another member of the Aces and Eights. Sure. So it starts with the usual video package. Hulk, Bully, Brooke. They go over all the stuff that happened last time and the whole turning their back on Kurt Angle. And Todd Kennel in a heli. Todd on commentary welcomes us to the show. Uh, pre- presumably from a studio in Orlando again, because he's definitely not in the building. Uh, he goes, welcome everybody to Impact Wrestling. We come to you once again from the Manchester Arena in Manchester, England. Huge crowd on hand for a night, and what a night it's going to be. Two championship matches tonight, and the X Division and tag team titles will be on the line, as well as... everyone forgot to do it on fucking open fight night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have thought, but whatever. As well as, on the heels of Hulk Hogan, he can't say sentences. <laughs> Hulk Hogan reinstating Bully Ray. In our main event, it will be a tables match as Bully Ray teams with the Icon Sting to take on the Aces and Eights. It all goes down tonight. So does Brooke. <laughs> well played. So they're not saying which members of the Aces and Eights are going to be wrestling Sting and Bully. They just go, Sting and Bully will be wrestling the Aces and Eights. Who gives a shit which ones? Because they're terrible. It's Freebird rule. They can interchange whoever they want. And it's just... They showed us the match graphic last week. <laughs> we don't watch Impact. We don't yeah. remember these things. They've gone with the Vince McMahon approach. People don't remember stuff. There is definitely an element of this show where someone said backstage, we need to get over the name Aces and Eights. Because every time someone t- cuts a promo about it, they go, these Aces and Eights guys, they do Aces and Eights, the Aces and Eights, don't they, these Aces and Eights? <laughs> and you just like, stop saying Aces and Eights, please. <laughs> but you remember the name. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it was so terrible. Border. So, um, yeah, it's exactly the same crowd from last week as we talked about. The camera pans across the crowd. Here come the Aces and Eights in their pleather waistcoats and beanies. What a 
badass biker gang they look like, led by the big hefty masked man we saw assault Jeff Hardy with the hammer. Uh, Devon chats some bollocks. The Manchester crowd give Devon the what treatment. Um, I mean, they don't seem to understand what he's saying. I mean, it's Manchester, so, you know, education. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> As Devon is still talking, we fade out to a montage of Cito de Briscoe and El Hijo de Bischoff. <laughs> I want to call him El Hijo de Bischoff from now on. I've got multiple names this evening. I got bored. <laughs> Uh, this also before this package it highlights ken anderson is clearly very very insecure of his body because he's still the only one wearing a white t-shirt under his cut oh is <laughs> everyone he? else is like other than the unmasked the sorry the masked big lad everyone else is like check out my guns and ken anderson's a bit like not real biker gang lads and also they wear t-shirts this fake leather leaves a rash <laughs> I mean, it's been a long journey. They've been to Manchester for a few weeks. You know. We rode all the way across the Atlantic <laughs> on our hogs <laughs> and Taz's sidecar. Uh, so, uh, Mini Bischoff is, has a shit-eating grin. He's really, really... He's quite a kind of easy-to-hate sort of heel character, but he looks like he's having way too much fun to be a bad guy. Yeah, but as you said, good reaction for a, for a heel instantly just by being what some people would consider a good-looking, cheesy fuckwit, you instantly have <laughs> dislike for him. Good description. So Bischoff Jr. grabs the mic and does a you people promo. Uh, Bischoff Inio does some angry talking. <laughs> and that's uh, small, small Bischoff in Brazilian. <laughs> or Portuguese, whatever. And uh, bad pretend laughing directed at Hogan. He literally goes, ha, 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 ha. It's, it's, it's fucking great. Taskmaster would be proud. Oh, yeah. Very much those liars. <laughs> Who is it? Hogan! You know. My son. <laughs> That's the one. I've forgotten the lines, dude. What's wrong with me? Anyway. Uh, Max start charting, you can't wrestle. I'm like, yeah, it's TNA, dude. They don't let them wrestle. What are you talking about? Um, D1 tells us they've got an ace up their sleeve, and this is the end of this segment. It's uh, uh, yeah. well, uh, They haven't gone with Briscoe, though. Briscoe highlighting and the first bit of logic. I bloody did. Bris- he does angry talking and pretends to laugh at Hogan. No, Bishop. Bishop. I'm oh, sorry. Br- Briscoe laughs at Hogan, but the whole reason behind his turn is that he's a Briscoe and he was told he would have to start. He started from the bottom. Now he's here. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard um, it. I just didn't care. <laughs> so I was like, but, but it's important. Genuinely, it's a first bit of logic in this bloody storyline. For mm. why Briscoe's turned his back on the good guys. Told by Angley to have to start from the bottom, work as a young boy, but he feels entitled because he's got the Briscoe name. He's got the heritage that he shouldn't be starting from the bottom. He should be in the main event picture, and that's why he sees Ace and Ace there. The ticket to the top, I think, were the exact words that he gave. But it's the first logic as to why someone has turned on the Impact roster. Everyone else so far, it's a case of... I mean, Ken Anderson was... These guys are fun. <laughs> it's like, oh, These right. bikes go brum brum, <laughs> to quote Ollie Davis. <laughs> you, you like Yumbuck motorbike? <laughs> brum brum. Brum brum melts the driver, brum brum. You know they had uh, monster trucks on AEW relatively recently? I didn't see the monster trucks. Was they this did. on BTE or was this actually part of was Stadium Stampede? Uh, don't know. Is that what the most monster truck sounded like? Uh, pretty much. I think it was AEW. It might have been Raw. Those are the two pods I do, but whatever. It's um, yeah, just Ollie justifying to Pete why he liked the show, and he's like, "Monster trucks go broom broom." 
<laughs> I was just like, this is the best <laughs> one ever. <laughs> Whatever. So uh, we cut to Tara backstage with her hunky valet lad, Jesse. Uh, they walk into Brooke Hogan pretending that she can read. <laughs> That's actually what you couldn't see on that bit of paper was Brooke Hogan go, but does the cat really sit on the mat? <laughs> Tara addresses Brooke, um, the apparent person in charge of her division, and Brooke is a twat to her and bans Jesse from ringside. And you're like, she's asking you about her match and her division. And Brooke's like, you're banned. Don't talk to me about your match. (laughs) It's like, what is this segment? It's a bit weird. Tara complaining that she wants first class treatment, but she had to fly coach. And when complaining about. Complaining about travel arrangements to then have her valet banned from ringside. Brooke, Brooke Hogan, face general manager, giving shit to the heel champion. That's that's how it works, right? And they, where's the payoff? Because yeah. and where's the payoff? Because Brooke can definitely wrestle. She can wrestle as well. She can sing. Yep, she can take a bomb like a beast, can't she? But uh, you know, we're talking about wrestling, right? <laughs> Get in your b day. <laughs> So, <laughs> cut to a you're female and you work for TNA. Better haul yourself out advert. It's absolutely delightful. It was je- greatly t- gently caressing my injured testicle. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Bellator's on after this tax? <laughs> Although, have you noticed they they ditched the countdown clock? Finally, yeah. I mean, there's still shit tons of ads, but but less. Again, much more tolerable this week. There is more of the bottom right-hand side of my screen now available due to this clock taking up 70% of my screen being gone. Absolutely. Which leads to our first match of the evening. Didn't take that long to get there either. Actually quite impressed. Quick promo, and it gets your main event angle over if someone's not watching a TV show. And then it's wrestling. Yeah. Good. The TNA, not Impact Wrestling, X Division title three-way match of Rob Van Dam, the current champion, versus Zima Ion, that's spelled Z-E-M-A-I-O-N, what arsehole called their kid that, versus Kenny King. He wrestled in, I think it was I think it was Pride in Pittsburgh, and I think he was Shima Zion before hmm. he went to TNA, wasn't he? Before he became whatever he is in NXT. Was it Shima Zion originally? Yeah, something like that. He's gone under different variations. He was like um, DJ Z for a while as well, wasn't he? That's when he was with Robbie doing the whole meh, meh, meh thing, <laughs> wasn't it? Yeah, sure. So we get a replay of Ion stealing the pinfall win from Kenny King in their recent tag match. I'm really intrigued to see whether they were going to pay this off in any way during this match. So let's find out. Rob Van Dam, the whole fucking show. Still some of the best music on the show each week. Uh, Zima has tassels that would usually go on a pair of shorts, but he's wearing baggy tights, so he is now my favourite wrestler ever. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. Good gear. Very good gear. It's so stupid. (laughs) You know, like, the Bucks have those shorts that kind of come down to their knees that have those tassels on them. Mm, You like tassel on knee buckle? Yeah, exactly. It's like that, but only on one leg. (laughs) Like a full-length, like, baggy tight. Oh, it's so stupid. So, uh, um, notes for this match. Dive, dot, 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 dive. Someone accidentally hit that replay button again. Silly production truck. <laughs> uh, nice little botchy victory roll a minute into the match. Um, big news, guys. Big, big news gets announced after this first ad break. Dixie Carter will be on a Bellator show later tonight. 
and she was fighting Holly Holm. <laughs> Good lord, imagine that fight. Poor Dixie. <laughs> but some one of the pandas from Panda Energy would have rocked up. That's what they did. They just <laughs> had pa- <laughs> I love that's so surreal. Like the energy company is just like twenty pandas <laughs> in, in wheels, <laughs> just walking around generating electricity in a hamster wheel. <laughs> and that's what funds TNA. <laughs> that's actually what powers their generator oh, at the impact zone. Holy shit! <laughs> Lolo the panda just gently trolling around his wheel, just refusing to fuck each other. They're like, no, we're pandas. <laughs> I'm going to take you on in a bamboo cane match. Wait, what? That's all oh we've got. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so good. Oh, fuck, man. I'm going to work on that gimmick. That's so much fun. <laughs> <sighs> so RVD gives Zima a clothesline on the outside. <laughs> this is the first time that I noticed. The mats they've got on the outside only cover about half the space between the ring and the fans. So the rest is concrete. <laughs> like nice and safe got to protect the talent you know safety first everyone no one's gonna be doing dives in tna oh that's the thing like you feel sorry for these three guys they've been told to go out and do game like video game style wrestling like go do spots don't worry about the story boys all we want is spots from you little fuckers you know and like oh by the way don't flip to the outside though because half of it's concrete (laughs) you might die (laughs) or it's a case of Guess what we'll do to rib the X Division, guys? <laughs> Let's take some of the padding. Yeah. <laughs> it's so mad to me, man. That's not the last complaint I've got about this set, by the way. Uh, fuck it, I'll mention it now as we're there. You know the entrance ramp? They've got that long New Japan WCW star ring. Fucking, fucking hate it. I know you don't like it. I do like it usually. But I noticed during the one of the matches later that that ramp is made out of like separate blocks that all kind of stack up in front of each other. And then they've got like a strip of carpet that only goes down the middle. Like it doesn't actually fit flush with the thing. And so there's about... It's like school stage, isn't it? Yeah. School staging. <laughs> so there's this like... It looks awful when you can actually see it. Like the, the few times people come down the ramp and they actually show it. Like it looks like they've just literally got like off cuts of carpet and just stuck them down the middle of this like... I don't know, like building blocks or something like from a kid's thing. It's uh, it's I not... W- not secure, I'd imagine. I was going to say, I wonder what indie promotion they borrowed all of this gear from. Yeah, who knows, man. So, uh, finally, after all this time, we get a clean finish in the match. But it's really fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Kenny King gives Zima Ion a Northern Light suplex. Okay. You've got to remember that bit, lovely listener. A Northern Light suplex. You know, one of those kind of like normal setup type spots that people do in matches, right? Not a particularly devastating one. Just a safe little flip bump for Mr. Ion, you know? Kenny stays in the position, doing the back bridge, pinning Zima. One, two. RVD just about manages to get off the top rope in time. He kind of stumbles through. To give a like a kind of half frog splash to Kenny King, breaking up the pinfall. A couple more seconds pass. It's been quite a while by this time. RVD crawls across to Zima Ion, who took that Northern Light suplex, like, you know, 15 seconds ago by this point, who is still selling. RVD covers Senor Ion for the one, two, fucking hell, three. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. 
At least it was was clean. At least it was clean. And protecting Kenny King because they've shat all over him so they need to keep him strong with all the stuff with Christian York. Uh, I wonder if it's politicking. I wonder if it's a case of RVD going, I'm winning here. And then Kenny King going, well, I ain't fucking taking the pinfall. Sure, but off Northern Lights? Because I mean, if, he'd, if he'd have done the frog splash to Zima Ion and pinned him, fine, no problem. But he gave the frog splash to Kenny King. What a Northern Light suplex. Knocked him <laughs> silly. That's what I heard. Devastating manoeuvre. <laughs> and the pin, you know, double hook of the leg, doing RVD like he does, like running into the ground, doing floor sprints whilst pinning. It's impossible to kick out of that, especially, as you said, after you've been in one of those death-defying Northern Light suplexes. I mean, if this was in the 70s and someone done Northern Light suplex as a finisher, I'd understand they'd be dead and carried out in a stretcher. Absolutely fine. Sure. But this is 2013 TNA. and um, In the X Division? Yeah. Not a good finish. Their big high spot. Yeah, exactly. Their big high spot, like anti-Vincent Man, anti-Hornswoggle, look how great we are sort of promotion. And they're doing Northern Light Suplex as a finish. And the guy has to sell it for 15 seconds before he fucking gets pinned. It's like... Mm. Also, um, the match is totally just spots for spots sake. It's back and forth constantly between all three guys. So they do nothing to build the feud here, really, apart from the pinfall finish, I guess. Nothing happens post-match to set anything up. It's very much, this is a match, here you go. And that's about it. It's also really good that they've managed to cement a number one contender for the X Division title by having the champion beat another person who got a win to challenge for the belt last week. Great, isn't it? No logic. Stock footage of England. Did you know Bellator's on after this? British boot camp video package, one with the Blossom Twins, Sparty and Mart. Spot, Sparty, Sparty, <laughs> Spud and Marty, and Rollable fucking Rocco. Let's go, brother. That guy's a fucking great wrestler. Um, Todd on commentary tells us we'll meet Rockstar Spud later tonight. You watched this, um, Bootcamp? Yeah, you watched it, didn't you? I did. I watched. I mean, I watched both of them. Uh, the first one was certainly very much more storyline driven. I mean, they're both sh- shitty storylines anyway. But I-, I like the fact that every single bit of stock footage, they were like, "Oh, Spud's been out drinking. <laughs> oh, Spud does a massive chunder. <laughs> we'll put it on everything." <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff, isn't it? What's happened? To the Blossom Twins. Don't know. They were in TNA for a bit, did the indie scene for a bit, kind of drifted out. They're probably still wrestling. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I've not seen them on the scene uh, for a long time. Because it was uh, Lucy Knott and Kelly Sharp, I believe, were their, their tag teams. Oh, apparently they're retired. Oh, there we they're go. Reti- they are retired. They did go to um, OVW following boot camp up to 2014. And in on the 7th of January 2014, they announced they're taking time off wrestling, announcing their departure from TNA, and um, once made an appearance on Sky One's A League of Their Own, wrestling Mickey Flanagan. They did. I actually watched that episode. And they're teaching assistants at a primary school. So, uh, oh, and one of them's married to Chris Sharp, who's the wrestler in WWE. Oh, and the other one's managed married to Silvio. That's where I've seen her face knock around. Chris Silvio, who's a former OVW wrestler and someone who I've chatted to a bit to be on some training seminars. So one of them's married to Chris Silvio. So that's interesting. Quick bit of <laughs> Googling there. Cool. Uh, recap of the opening Talky Talky Talk segment because we're all idiots and we need reminding of that. Uh, the uh, nonce camera, as I'm now calling it, <laughs> is backstage. Uh <laughs> D'Lo and Pritchard chatting shit backstage about Briscoe and Bischoff. Um, 
Uh, sorry, Briscoe J and Bischoff Konkani. <laughs> I forgot I wrote those down. When I, when I refer to nonce camera, I'm not talking about Brewers. I'm talking about like the guy who films them <laughs> through the blinds or through the the windowsill or whatever. You know them trying to do their reality TV bollocks. It's uh, it's yeah. not aged well. It was quite interesting at the time, I think. But um, you watch it now, it's just a bit creepy. Yeah, well, Pritchard and Dilo basically going, I can't believe that Briscoe, you know, he won the first gut check and, oh, we're going to have to do something about this format, i.e. kill it. But there's going to be hell to pay when Kurt Angle gets back to full fitness. Yeah. So, well done, Bruce Pritchard. <sighs> nice little advert for lockdown, March the 9th, our finale, and TNA going, please buy our tickets, please. <laughs> we really need you to buy our tickets. <laughs> there's a cage. <laughs> we promise it'll be great. Uh, cut back to Jesse who's in the ring chatting shit about Brooke Hogan banning him from ringside while he's ringside the fans chant ooh ah yeah ooh ah yeah because you know England England here comes Tom's favourite cowboy James Storm heads to the ring mic in hand Storm cuts a promo Storm says Sorry about your damn luck, young Buck. <laughs> He's not in Team America. Are you sure? <laughs> the way he talks, man, it's so funny. He's like, I can do, do the mood. Do the mood. I love you, Americans. Just joking. <sighs> so, yeah, that's that Re- promo recap. What do you think? I mean, I feel sorry for James Storm being the case of, ah, oh, so you're one of the people actually still turning up and trying to do your best, but what we'll do is we'll give you no storyline each week and you can just turn up. First of all, you can tag with Velvel hmm. and now you can go up against Jesse because he wants to just drink beer, which led to fucking Todd on commentary going, huh, maybe they'll all drink Guinness. Wrong fucking country, moron. Mate, as this match is going on, it's Jesse Storm versus, Je- oh, sorry, James Storm versus Jesse, just to clarify. Uh, they do that whole bit with Todd. Then Taz goes, but the Brits don't drink beer. They drink Guinness. I'm like, oh, Taz, got news for you, buddy. <laughs> Guinness is a stout, which is a type of beer, dum-dum. Like, what the fuck? Idiot. Yeah. Do your research. In fairness, as I was watching some of the earlier UK Rampage stuff, I enjoy it when they were in Sheffield, not Manchester. <laughs> Jim Ross goes, oh, the football teams are going really well here. I'm Sheffield Wednesday. They're a great football team. And Lord goes, what do they do on Thursday? And I was like, oh, it tickled me because it's ridiculous. Brilliantly stupid. <laughs> they should never, ever mention UK-based things just to make it sound like they're knowledgeable of their, their current climate. I cannot wait till they do some stupid tour of, like, Qatar. <laughs> oh, look at this. The well-famous uh, stadiums that aren't safe. Yeah, so me doing a James Storm impression there that is obviously very out of order is a satirical comment on how stupid their Britishisms are because that's how it would be in reverse. <laughs> it's like yeah. they're just going, look to do, we like tea and crumpets, do do do. I don't know why that's an English accent. I'm English. Why don't you all I can't come do an English accent. A... <laughs> I like tea and crumpets. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 uh, there's lots of that on this show as well constant they're just talking about britishisms and badly but it is what it is um it's a squash match storm gives jesse absolutely fucking nothing super kick by storm for the one two three the winner is james storm 
Storm celebrates and grabs a mic and goes, Good dude! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'll, ta- I'll take a positive point out of this. Yeah. At least Jesse on the mic bitching about Brooke, it was quite a good heel promo. His, his promo mm. skills are, are, are getting there in comparison to James Storm. He's yeah. like an elite level promo artist. <laughs> yeah, good day, day. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair to Storm as well at the end, he actually grabs Jesse, uh, picks his head up, and does like a little ventriloquist act going, Sorry about my damn luck, cowboy! Which I thought was actually quite funny. Good old James Storm. Could have done really well if he'd stayed in Impact. I mean, yeah. NXT. He yeah, could have been as called. badly wasted as poor Chris Hero. Yeah, he would have done better in NXT if he could have stayed there. I don't know whether... Um, feels like he's the kind of guy that would just not want to like build his way back up you know i feel like he's already felt like he's earned that position like that main roster spot and triple h is a guy that to me would just be like nah dude you are not ready even though to me james thorne was kind of ready at that point but well who knows what do you think had they done it as beer money and because i like beer money as a tag team i thought it worked quite well and I know they're obviously doing Bobby Roode and Ziggler in a tag team now. I can't remember what they're calling themselves, but I still think that James Storm would be a better fit than Dolph because, unfortunately for Dolph, he had his opportunity and then they soured on him and no one's ever going to believe anything Dolph will do. Yep. I think he'd make maybe a good tag with his brother in AEW one day or something like that because AEW have a solid tag division and, you know, more teams the better, I think, really for them. But But still give me Kings of Wrestling versus FTR. I know it won't happen, but give it to me. Claudio signed his contract. I was a bit guided. <laughs> Notes that. Here's a push on SmackDown, Claudio. Sign mm. this contract. Thanks very much. Cheers, Claudio. See you in five for a Who? renegotiation. Who's Claudio? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? So, a couple of tag match graphics. What's coming up later tonight? Cut to ads. In a sudden change of format, when we come back, we are going straight into, get this, another wrestling match unbelievable that's what three now wrestling tax in a tna show what's this it's almost like it's flowing i don't understand what's happened is it better not having live tv so they can put shit in uh maybe so dude i don't know but this is so much more tolerable because even though the match has you know chavo and Hernandez in it which I know you're not a fan of at all, and I think Hernandez is terrible, to be totally frank. Um, it's, it's just so much easier just to let it flow and have them, the wrestlers enact interesting performances. <laughs> you know, it seems so simple, but whatever. So, so it's gone. The Manchester crowd doing their best progress uh, impression and cheering the heels mm. and booing Chavo, in fairness, rightly so. I was going to say, it's, it's, not, it's not that they're just like shitting on the the good guys for the sake of it you know that the heels are very entertaining here they're a good they're a good duo aren't they prob- isn't bobby rude should probably mention what the match is so it's the tna world tag team championship match of charvo guerrero and hernandez the current champions versus the apparently newly formed tag team they've only been together for five weeks now of austin aries and bobby rude <laughs> So, um, again, Chavo and Danger Max have their awful fucking entrance music. It's really terrible. It's like the epitome of like, ah, just phone this one in. Fuck it. Uh, commentary tell us there's a Bellator show after this. Uh, Rude Aries and Chavo are all wearing black trunks with some sort of variation on them. Hernandez is wearing long black shorts. I'm like, come on, boys. Put some effort in. This bug you? It bugs me all the time, but I think now I'm so numb to it in TNA that no one gives a shit. I mean, Bully Ray... 
and that bloke, that mask bloke in Ace and Eights are wearing the same jeans and shoes. Mm. You know, they should realise they shouldn't wear the same gear, have a chat backstage. But I was, I couldn't focus on that because I was thinking, hang on, last week we had a storyline where they won the opportunity for a tag match and the following week they've seen it through. Yeah, revolutionary. This new format they're doing is very impressive. You know, I would almost go as far as saying now they're in a storyline it's almost wait for it logical <laughs> are we allowed to use that word when it comes to DNA I mean I, agree I, was, with you. I was surprised yeah it's there so Aries and Rude are doing comedy spots getting cheers Todd on commentary mentions rugby these idiot fans chant for TNA for no fucking reason at one point uh, not that I don't I'm bitter against the fans at all uh, Todd on commentary says Tanae likes spotted dick <laughs> fucking good uh, lots of punches kicks and overselling in this match innit I fucking hate spotted dick I mean go for a better pudding isn't it sponge and raisins essentially exactly it's just it's basically shitty bread and butter pudding it's not bad spotted dick better than marzipan Oh, marzipan's the worst. I mean, I should probably so, cu- I should probably save this for that food podcast. My general disdain <laughs> for marzipan, but crikey, you've it's rancid, uh, isn't it? Peaked my interest, and I can't eat sugar anymore. So I'm talking about cakes in <laughs> the worst way possible to try and stop myself <laughs> from wanting to eat them. Yeah, I'm afraid the only cake you're allowed to eat now is a Battenberg. Has that got sugar in it? Surely it has. That's got lots of sugar. Yeah, it, but it but it's got marzipan on it, so it's rancid. So you don't want to eat it. Fair play. Taz stumbles over some metaphors and proceeds to tell us he has a boil on his ass quality commentary here hey did you know that you can follow get this boys dixie carter on facebook and twitter amazing that isn't it isn't it at tna dixie don't know don't remember <laughs> didn't follow her because who gives a fuck i bet her account's like relatively terrible but you know oh dude do you reckon we can just get... full of pandas <laughs> just photos of pandas in cages be like work harder <laughs> We need more power. <laughs> oh, actually, no, t- t- TNA's, uh, t- t- TNA Dixie's first tweet came 21 hours ago. It said, first time leaving the house in Dallas since Saturday. So you're isolating well, you fucking moron. Fair enough. Do you think we can pester her enough that she'll give us a forward for the show? Uh, she doesn't have DMs that are open, but you can now... Um... You can now follow Panda Biotech, so the pandas <laughs> have become innovative, and now they're into innovation of biotechnologies. Did you know that the panda, due to the pandemic, is now he considering a job in cyber? Now, what's happened is they've realised that fossil fuels are going out the window, so they've just started grinding up the pandas and putting them into petrol. <laughs> <laughs> like, bio pandas. Buy it. Ah, Mr. Panda, what have you got here? I'm grinding bamboo to use as an alternative form of fuel. Oh, let's phone Panda Biotech. Amazing. Oh, fucking great. Into the grinders, boys. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hang on. What, what are you still doing here, But Put a fucking polar bear in there, didn't I? She hasn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking great. I mean, it would be absolutely terrible if listeners of this podcast went to, what is it, TNA Dixie? Is it still TNA Dixie? TNA Dixie, yeah. If they Tits went and asked this Dixie, <laughs> if they went to TNA Dixie and you know requested that she did some sort of forward, I mean that would be a terrible thing. Don't do that, listener. Whatever you do, so definitely don't contact TNA at TNA Dixie on Twitter, right? And also ask her to get the pandas to record the forward. Yeah, sure. If we can include some pandas, I'd be very, very happy. Talking pandas. <laughs> 
that's a seller in that's it. ratings <laughs> that's ratings are you listening Ollie <laughs> give us a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so um, did you watch Dynamite this week I haven't uh, well, I, what have I got to so far um, all I know what all I've seen the promo is Kenny Omega calling out the main event at Revolution <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> There's just a really good Rio Serena Deeb match, and I watched it. At oh, this I point. saw you tweet this in the mm. early hours because my daughter was awake at three a.m. because she's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one of those. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I I saw the um the the pinning sequence. It's like oh. bloody hell, Serena Deeb and Rio are very very good at wrestling, aren't they? It was very Brett Owen, which makes me mark out a large amount. It was mm, very very good wrestling. Well, you're you're too polite, and you haven't mentioned how you popped FTR with your. Uh, comments. Don't know about what you're talking about. Brett Owen. That's just, I don't know what you're talking about. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing. It's a good thing. No, no, it's not. I don't like the association with other wrestlers. Let's move on. Aries slaps a chin lock on Charvo for a lifetime. Aries jumps up to a whoopee cushion to Charvo. Sorry, to do the whoopee cushion to Charvo. Charvo turns over, smashes his knees into Aries' nutsack. Can he do that, Joey? Thank you very much. I, I felt like a bit like, you know, Sorry for saying that, considering what you were telling at the beginning of the pod, but I was like, hmm. I'll be honest, I take that now, <laughs> rather than what I'm currently feeling. <laughs> Double down, eventually leads to Chavo getting the tag to Hernandez, who the crowd have decided to finally give a little cheer for. Lovely crowd, playing along, finally. Um, they're still cheering the heels, but whatever. A nice little moment where Rude protects himself by nudging Ares in the way of a flying danger max. I'm like, ooh. Some storytelling here. Lovely, lovely, love it. Shoving match between the Rudo tag team leads to Rude heading to the back, all pissed off for a moment. Because Rude heads back to the ring just in time to distract everyone so Ares can low blow Hernandez, eliminating that dangerous fuck from the rest of the match. Spinebuster to Rude by Charvo. 450 lands for Ares. One, two, three. Big face pop for this heel tag team and new DNA, not impact tag team champions, Bobby Roode and Austin Aries. A title change. Hooray. Putting on an actual tag team rather than Hernandez and the other guy. <laughs> it wasn't this like Chavo and Hernandez argument. It was last week was that they weren't a real tag team. Yeah, ridiculous. Because I don't know what was Homicide doing at this time for Hernandez to have to tag with Chavo. I bet Hernandez was backstage going, fuck's sake, I've I've had my feud with Matt Morgan. Where is Matt Morgan, by the way? Where is my blueprint? Um, yeah, fair point. That's one of many, but we'll get to those in a bit. Um, just to clarify, where Homicide was, was not practicing climbing cages. <laughs> he was teaching the pandas to escape. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're still there. <laughs> um... I really enjoyed the finish of this match. Like, really enjoyed. It was a shitload of fun. The match is pretty boring. But the finish, mm, yeah, good. Like it. Best finish of this series so far. Mm. I love the heels playing up tension between themselves. Then the little nudge to, to take the nudge by Rue to Ares to save himself was brilliant. Mm. Really well done. You know when Triple H like books a match and it's actually really fucking good? Like the tag match with Ronda Rousey and stuff and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Yeah, it, it's that level. It, it's almost that good. It's actually quite impressive. Look at me complimenting TNA. It's rarity. Well, you know, Dixie had nothing to do with this match. Mm. It's a shame 
the heel tag team spent all that time being silly and entertaining and not actually getting heel heat. But mm, I think I could tolerate that for a good match, a reasonable match with a good finish. I, I, I said this is, for me, the series we've done, the best finish so far. Probably the most logical storyline because it's been consistent throughout. Yeah, and absolutely. The, and obviously, from my standpoint, even though obviously it's a predetermined sport, there's nothing I enjoy more than watching Charvo not have a title <laughs> because now we're the same. <laughs> You're a bitter man, what can I say? Uh, speaking of which... <laughs> if, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> tax, if, <laughs> tax, if you had to pick charvo or aries to spend a week with which one would you choose hmm. you can't say th- neither you have to pick one you have to spend I time th- with either charvo or aries like now i think i'd pick charvo because i just asked him questions about eddie for the whole weekend <laughs> he would fucking hate you so much he's like i have a career too you know <laughs> no you don't <laughs> Ray has your spot, uh, Charvo. Brutal. That's what I'd ask him. How do you feel that Ray got your your push to the world title when your uncle died? Because yeah. he's more popular than you and wore a mask. Yeah. Bubba talks to Sting while Brooks stands around backstage. Sting gives us a Devon, get the tables to the wrong Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> Which made me pop. Um Hulk strolls into the backstage area. WCW two thousand. Uh, Stinger and Brooke hit the bricks so Bubba and Hulk can talk their shit out. Bubba has a chain around his neck, but each link is about an inch long. It's quite the fashion statement. I hate his gear. And also, I mean, I I enjoy the work of Bully Ray in ECW and WWE mm. and Ring of Honor, to be honest. I th- thought his little run in ROH with Haskins was quite good fun recently. But his facial reactions to dealing with Hogan, it's like the sloth out of Zootopia. (laughs) 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 Yeah, like, wow, bang on. Also, movie, congratulations. My daughter was watching it. I I stayed because it was funny. Look at you, I love it. Seeing more movies, well done. I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I will watch, yeah, of my age range, Zootopia. Hey, there's nothing great. wrong with animated movies there. That's good. I like Zootopia. That's a fun movie. It's got the dancing yeah. penguins and stuff, doesn't it? Yep. Hobbs, parking duty. <laughs> <laughs> and and Harriet just start, starts coming up to me and goes, Daddy, you're fired. Adorable. But um, just talk about Bubba's gear here. You know, he's got like, what's he got? He's got that horrible dress shoes. Thing, dress shoes. Like, I'm going to go shell suit trousers, but then a vest and a trucker cap? Well, they were actually jeans. And okay. the reason I mentioned that is because the dress shoes and the jeans, obviously, Bully forgot his gear because he borrowed them off that big lad from Aces and Eights with the mask on. Oh. Oh. Didn't I mean, they look, they look the same size. They're both wearing <laughs> the same jeans, the same dress shoes. So, I mean, careless, losing your gear and just having your shitty vest top, which has essentially... The, re- the mirror image of the, the front hardcore whatever area code he's 515115 or whatever it is, yeah. 1118 hardcore. 50, 50, 50. That's a deep cut though, isn't it? Well, I bet the people of our generation listening to this podcast probably did get that. Yeah. <laughs> want to talk? Want to chat? 0845 50, 50, 50. <laughs> Oh, hi, Jesse Goddard. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. 
Uh, Road to Lockdown tour ad, just like the one earlier, but for a slightly different tour. Please buy our tickets. Please, please buy our tickets. (laughs) (laughs) More stock footage of England. You know the Bell Tour's on after this. Lads, lads, out of fucking nowhere, five weeks in, we get an AJ Styles video package. I'm like, I got a tick. (laughs) You've got AJ Styles? Where the fuck is he? He's being serious and doing things for himself after having Chris Daniels upset him with the Cole Claire Lynch storyline. And I think at this stage, after the Claire Lynch storyline, this is when AJ went, I'm going to Japan. Fucking hell. Five fucking weeks. They've got AJ Styles. We've been watching this bollocks. <laughs> like, please give us AJ Styles. Get ready to fly. Like Matt Morgan, AJ Styles, all these ton of X Division guys. They've just got sitting on the benches being like, nah, it's all right. Give Devon fucking 50% of the show. Fuck me. He's the vice president of Aces and Eights. He has, <laughs> he is important. More importantly, why the fuck are Chavo and Hernandez on the show? Exactly, man. Like, what the hell are they playing at? Like, what what was the whole he shagging Dixie storyline thing that they mentioned? I didn't see watch this the first time around. Right. So to start with, they were doing a whole story that AJ and Dixie were banging and Chris Daniels was trying to reveal it all and then right. there was outrage uh in the backstage amongst various families both dixie's and aj's that he was knobbing dixie um so dixie managed to use her power to get out the storyline and turns out that he was knobbing a drug addict <laughs> called claire lynch and impregnated her but it all turns out it was a massive work and daniels had paid claire lynch to spread these lies and take aj's eye off the ball is Thanks. claire lynch a panda no, sadly not. She's just a terrible actress. Would I would have replaced with her with a panda <laughs> and I would have had more emotional investment in it. But then I'd also feel a little bit concerned for AJ because I'm pretty sure the panda would maul him because I've watched Anchorman and I know how dangerous pandas are. Panda watch! Look at you dropping more than one movie reference in one pod. I'm very proud of you. You've dropped way too much Anchorman references because I know it's one of the movies you've seen. But it's, one of six. It's, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> So, non-title match is up next. Why it's non-title, who the fuck knows? Of Tara, well, we know exactly why, because the fucking finish. But Tara versus Miss Tessmacher. It's a very, very, uh, hmm. I'm trying not to say the word Nazi. German name. (laughs) Jesus. I'm more focused on the amazing act of physics that Brooke Tessmacher managed to pull off standing on that entrance ramp. Because I was a bit like, I don't think this product's supposed to be PG, but that mm. wiggle is frenetic. <laughs> Certainly is. So I thought there was an earthquake or potentially a problem with the camera. Yeah, she does a lot of butt shaking. A lot of butt shaking. This is pretty much her... Uh, you know the word Americans use all the time? Offense. Oh, yes. In the nuffle. <laughs> Yeah, I would, obviously, being a Brit or whatever, I'd use the word attack more than offense. You know what I mean? Yes. But to say that Miss Tessmacher's bum attack, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. It doesn't sit right with me for some reason. Her her wrestling maneuvers evolve around her bum a lot. I'm I'm assuming that is the same backstage. (laughs) So Todd on commentary does some very being creepy on commentary. It's, um, yeah, hmm. Uh, not as bad as ours, but like, 
I'm joking. He's much worse than us. Uh, Tanae explains these two have a long storied history. They were in a tag team for a little bit. Our referee tonight is Taryn Terrell. Again, where the fuck did she get her license from? Because she's fucking awful. Um, Tara is overplaying her whole, oh, my valet Jesse isn't here. Like, Brooke made him stay in the back. Oh, it's terrible. So she, once she's entered the ring after Tessmack has done a bum shake, Tara turns back to the ramp where the hard cam is. Bit weird, but go with it. And uh, Tessmacca jumps Tara from behind. TNA love a good guy jumping a heel from behind. They do it all the fucking time. People did it to her backstage. It's fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, we're going there, are we? As the match progresses, someone forgot to tell, uh, add in the, uh, the fake crowd noises. Because... <laughs> There's no crowd sound throughout this whole fucking match. That's because the 93% male crowd have spunked in their pants. Mm. And there's no no one to actually say anything. Well, they're probably, what, hour three? Hour four, maybe, of watching wrestling? What? Yeah, hour four at this stage. So they're pretty burnt out, and this is not the match to drop on them. A non-title match between, frankly, someone they don't care about, you know? I just think when you, again, like you mentioned about AJ, when you've got Gail, Kim and Mickey James on your roster, mm. you could have put those two out for a showcase match and would have got a reaction. Like Tara is an insanely good wrestler. WWE's Victoria, for those that don't know the name change or whatever. Tess Macker, mm, less so. She's, she'd come a long way, though, from when she was, because she was one of the um, Extreme Expose girls, wasn't she, in the original WWE CW? She was one of the dancers there, I think, was Tess Macker. Sure. Adams. Don't know. I know she was part of the Fed at some point, but I don't know in what capacity. I, I can't remember. But again, she was a good dancer in WWE, so it's nice that she's worked on her craft. <laughs> so they go out onto this New Japan WCW ramp thing. They do the thing. This is where I noticed the whole terrible blocks and the weird mini carpet thing they had. It just looks so fucking cheap and plastic. Uh, Tara and Tess Marker do some wrestling as TNA drops some British wrestling knowledge. He loves it. Um, Taz, com- uh, bl- Taz compares all these British legends to Aces and Eights. And I was a bit like, hmm. I think Taz just made it to the top of my hated commentators list. I think he, <laughs> he just pips out Todd on commentary on this show. Taz is really bad on this one. Especially when he's in post. Because mm. that's the mouthpiece for Aces and Eights. Why wasn't he in the ring? <laughs> He's not fucking Oh, there. that's right, because he's <laughs> in a studio. <laughs> so, we've had some good wrestling matches tonight. One very, very clever, nicely worked finish. One pretty average match with an absolutely fucking terrible finish. This finish, Tax. This fucking finish to this fucking match. Well, um... Catch as catch can is what I'm going to describe. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> Don't you fucking be all like, oh, it's actually quite good. No, dude, this is... Oh, I had to pause the stream and be like, I'm just going to clean myself up. I mean, what? <laughs> I, had <to> take... <laughs> I had to take a deep breath for a moment and be like, okay, it's just wrestling. Doesn't matter. It's not like my life revolves around this fucking sport or nothing. <laughs> Tara... For the first time since start the starting portion of the match, looks down the ramp, pining for that her valet Jesse that apparently Jesse that apparently I can't, <laughs> I can't even fucking talk. Let me start that again. 
Tara, for the first time since starting the the, oh, I fucked it up twice. It's worse because you're so finish. enamored with the finish. <laughs> Tara is pining for Jesse, looking back up the ramp. Like she doesn't do it throughout the entire fucking match, apart from the beginning and the end. And they're like, oh yeah, it's the bit we have to do the story, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just like fucking hell. Tessmacher, the face for the second time in this match, grabs her from behind. They are in the match at this point, so it's less weird, but still, she jumps her from behind. Tessmaka picks up Tara in an atomic drop position. They do a little spot where Tara over-rotates a tad more than you would in a normal atomic drop, so she takes a nice soft bump onto her belly. Tessmaka covers Tara, the knockouts champion, for the one, two, fuck this motherfucking idiot ass company, three. Jesus Christ. Winner in a non-title match is Miss Tessmaka after doing an atomic drop where she rests her down gently on her dummy. Just pinned the champ. Gotta start, you know, getting up those challenges because last week where Velvel pinned Tara in a tag match. Now Brooks, Brooke Tessmaka, not Brooke Hogan, has pinned Tara with a classic, very, very British finishing move, the atomic drop. But um, shitter. Well, you know, it's going to affect the shitter. It's an atomic drop. <laughs> I wish it did, but she drops her on her belly. She doesn't even drop her on the fucking knee. It's just... Oh. Exactly. She's training. <laughs> Bro, this this is just dreadful. It was bollocks. Yeah. Absolute bollocks. Garbage. Garbage in comparison to what we were treated to with Aries and Rude. The bit that hurt as well was the... The fall. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely didn't hurt. Um, like, I like Tara. Uh, I think she's a very, very capable, very good wrestler. Love that she stole Roderick Strong's finish. Like, you know, <laughs> used it on TV so I could see it. It was <laughs> great. But it really, really fun stuff. Um, post-match, Tara sells this like she's been fucking shot. She lays there absolutely dead for like a minute or two. And you're like, yo, you're the champ. Like, the one time you're not meant to sell stuff is you getting pinned, right? Surely she's meant to sell this like the shock up. So like, oh, no, I, I just I wasn't paying attention for a second. What the fuck happened? You know? I mean, I, again, I think she's just doing the job like what Harvey D should be doing. Yeah. Let's get new talent over. But, but she really shouldn't be is the point I'm getting at. It should be revolving around her, Mickey James. I think Kong was long gone by now, wasn't she? Because she would have gone off and been calmer in WWE and then obviously had her, um, her miscarriage. Mm-hmm. But Kong in this division would never have allowed that sort of shit to go down. Yeah, no, not not at all. I I didn't know she had a miscarriage, by the way. That's news to me. So I think that's that. yeah. I think that it was not great, great time because obviously this was a time where WWE was still doing divas, wasn't it? She fell pregnant, mm. and Vince had a meltdown. Not like now, where it's a case of quick, we need to look like a good employer. Lacey, congrats, Ric Flair's the daddy. What? Yep. <laughs> if you're gonna get pregnant, call I me can daddy. Control the narrative. <laughs> I'm a 16-time daddy. Woo! Yeah, crazy stuff, man. Anyway, um, she's fucking awesome in Glow, man. She's so good in that show. That really lovable kind of like um, Soul Queen character. Even when she briefly appeared, when they were trying to do like the Nightmare Collective thing in AEW, it was mm. like, oh, brilliant. But I think because she's got so much going on out of the ring for her actual decent career where she doesn't have to bump, yeah. she's... But Glow got cancelled, didn't it? 
when they were in the midst of recording their final season because of COVID. I, I don't know. I know they were filming a um, fourth season, I think it is. But um, I don't know what happened to it. So I guess we'll find out. Um, hey, you. Did you enjoy that fine women's match just now? <laughs> Want to see some boobs? <laughs> Always. Oh, like that, do you? Go buy a t-shirt, you fucking mark. <laughs> we showed you half-naked wrestlers. Now give us your money. That's how this works, right? 40% off lingerie. I mean, t-shirts. T-shirts. <sighs> Definitely. T- oh, my pants. Unbelievable. Speaking of lingerie, Borash is in the ring. <laughs> Worst link ever. <laughs> Borash is in the ring. Borash is introducing a very special guest. I'm like, British legend, maybe, you know, some Bruce like Forsyth. <laughs> Do you know Bellator's on after this? Um, Spud is here in Rockstar Persona. Probably my favourite Spud variation, I would say. I I mean, I've always enjoyed the work of, of Spud. Mm. It's been... And he was the right person to fit into Impact. He was the right person to win boot camp. Uh, nostalgia. If only they could afford living on a prayer, because I remember many, many an indie show having, like, you know, a fairly decent time watching the wrestling, you know, you have occasional good matches, and then Spud's music would hear, and then Spud would come out, do his entrance that lasted fucking 10 minutes, and he'd be like, this is great, I love it. Oh. There's such a sh- I mean, at least they tried to do something with him and Killian Dane mm. in NXT. Yeah, absolutely. But they should have put him with EC3 when they had him. Because yep. those two together were gold. They worked really well together. Yep, the little bits I saw were really, really funny. So it's a shame they didn't do that, but whatever. Um, On a side note, Spud is a pretty terrible wrestling name, isn't it? It's a potato. <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Do Americans call potato spuds? Not sure. I wonder what Americans think when they hear spud. Ah, Zig Zig Spudnik. <laughs> Do they have spud guns? Or is that a British thing? Maybe they should have Dave Hedgehogs. What? <laughs> that was a, oh, that was oh, a bottom joke. A bottom joke. That took me a second. I got that as you said it. I was like, ah, fuck. That was actually good. Well played. Um... I mean, it's a terrible name, but the kid makes it work. You know what I mean? He's very, very good in this character. Oozing charisma. Talk about good segments. This is fucking hilarious. (laughs) Tom's favorite duo of Robbie and Big Rob Terry interrupts Spud. They're in their matching baby blue sweaters this time. Ooh. (laughs) See, sensible boys changed because it's a different week. I wish some other people had that sense to go, oh, it's a different set of tapings. Change the tops. I am appreciating Robbie and Big Rob Terry's work week in, week out at the moment. I think they're very good. Good comedy duo. Mm, underused, I would say. Uh, the crowd chant for Spud, who I think was meant to be a heel, but we're in England, so who gives a fuck? Robbie cuts an anti-Spud promo, calls him a midget, a travesty. So Spud steps up. Rob Terry steps in to protect Robbie but Robbie jumps on the back of Big Rob Terry. It's fucking hilarious. Going, let me at him, let me at him. <laughs> so good, man. Rob Terry's face as he starts to get annoyed with Big Robbie. I'm sorry, little Robbie jumping on his back, being like, this fucking guy. <laughs> I thought this was, this generally made me laugh. I think it's the first time it's made me laugh out of, like, deliberately. Intentional comedy that got across. Yeah, sure. I, I, was, I was sold. 
And he said just the facials of Rob Terry when he was like, fucking hell, Robbie E. Get off <laughs> my back. So Rob Terry, standing in between the two, getting annoyed with his partner, accidentally, in air quotations, dropped his little clipboard, allowing Spud to get a shot in on Robbie E. Which <laughs> I thought was fucking hilarious. Rob Terry faffs around with Spud a little bit at the end while Robbie E. flips out on the outside. Good stuff, man. Really, really good stuff. Just what this this show needed. Silly little comedy segment. Lots of fun. Get the British kid over, you know. And again, following on from last week where Robbie E. insulted... <laughs> well, he insulted England, which um, I went and had a look at some notes that some other people had uh, so back in the time. So you know a lot of uh, the Dirt Sheets will review these... Uh, these shows and I want to see if there was any interesting facts about it and the thing that was consistent that drove me insane they're like Robbie insulted England which is Rob Terry's home country oh pretty sure Rob Terry's from Wales <laughs> yeah different assholes. thing yeah sure um so it's time for your always oh, another walking backstage video <laughs> WWE 2000 <laughs> Sting Bubba and Brooke just chatting bollocks in the hallway Bubba tell I'm blur, sorry, Bubba says he might put on the wall paint. And I'm like, WCW <laughs> Sting tells us it's showtime. More TNA wrestling live ads. Please buy our tickets. Please, please, please buy our tickets. Another fucking video package. This time the Jeff Hardy Aces Nate's bullshit. The MRI I update is in. Tax, what was the MRI update? Um, I'm going to be honest with you, I missed it because it was so insignificant. <laughs> the MRI update is that it's negative. Oh, he's got he's just got AIDS. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, I've had MRIs before. You don't get a positive or negative test. <laughs> they explain no. what they find. Like... <laughs> this explains why half of Impact were not knocking around because they just didn't want to work. What's the matter, AJ? Oh, um, yeah, I've had an MRI and it's positive. Oh, shit. How long are you going to need off? <laughs> oh, <laughs> about three months. Yeah, yeah, paid, though. That's in my contract, right, Eric? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good yeah. stuff. We can't use a AJ. Just got a positive MRI. Fuck, do we all need to get tested? <laughs> Should be okay, lads. <laughs> so stupid. Um, bloody, 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 bloody. Where are we up to? Okay. Do you know Bellator's on for this? Uh, and finally, we get to the main event of the evening. A tag team tables match of Bully Ray and Sting versus the Aces and Eights duo of Devon, or Devon of I, as I've written here, and the DOC, Mr. Gallows himself. Um, so immediately... The, uh, you know, Aces Nates come out from their little backstage segment there. I'm assuming they've got some sort of other clubhouse in Manchester. Is that the insinuation here? Yep, they're um, they're currently sitting with the um, Disciples of Apocalypse Manchester chapter. Oh, I see. Cool. I think my sister lives near there. So. <laughs> <laughs> the Harris brothers, unsurprisingly, still aren't allowed to travel. <laughs> yeah, damn right. So, uh... Sting comes out, and I'm like, oh, cool. There's Sting. And then Bubba comes out, and I'm like, he went full Lex Luger. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he became really disinteresting overnight. <laughs> He's literally gone full Lex Luger, Bash at the Beach 96. Bubba is an 
awful version of the stinger pain. It's kind of like the shit idiot road warrior cousin they left hid in the basement. <laughs> it's indie road warrior. <laughs> it really is. It's one of the tribute act Brit rest levels. Ah, oh, it's the Legion of Dome. <laughs> Fresh out of Greenwich. Everyone in this match is wrestling in a t-shirt or a vest. Ace and Nates are allowed. Mm. Sting shouldn't be. He should be wearing his uh, wetsuit. And Bully Ray should be wearing the tie-dye. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Maybe Sting wasn't as prepped for this role as he would have liked to have been if he's constantly wrestling in a t-shirt. Although giving them more credit than they deserve, and it definitely isn't going to be this, but it's like now when you see people doing street fights and hardcore matches, they don't necessarily wear ring gear. They actually fight in street clothes because obviously we're going to have a street fight, so I'm going to wear my gold pants. This thing, if if, if mm. in like a early Hammerlock and FWA stuff, um, if I was in a hardcore match, I wouldn't wrestle in my tights. I'd wrestle in jean shorts and a vest top because... It's a hardcore match, so why would I dress up in singlet or tights or pants? Sure. But that's this is definitely not that far logic. Obviously, Ace and Nates, they, they're wrestling their cuts. That's fine. Sting, maybe not as prepared or into it or as confident as he needs to be. Bully Ray should have just worn trunks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're right. Uh, Bubba does some stinger spots. Sting does some stinger spots. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair Sting also assists on some Dudley Boy spots later on but I thought that'd be a funny line uh, quick ad break do you know Bellator's on after this um, Stan Hansen thank god <laughs> I, I was worried they'd been dropped by Spike there's a bit where Stan Hansen ages a little bit faster as Bubba goes like ah oh, you bastard I was going for like a Disney uh, you know clap for the fairies type thing but with Stan Hansen aging when Bubba does the who you're not talking my language. I don't really understand Disney. Cool. It's a mouse. <laughs> and he lives in a castle. Best description of Disney. There's a mouse. He has a castle. <laughs> like, oh, kinda. and he does a Brooke, and he does a Brooke Test Massacre bum wiggle at the start of every film <laughs> on his little steering wheel when they do like the little cartoon thing oh. and Mickey's sitting there going <laughs> and he does his little like foot stomp bum wiggle thing. I love that you've seen one Disney movie this week and you're like, I know everything about Disney. <laughs> oh, I know fuck all about Disney. I'm <laughs> the fact that the lad I think is in a cryogenically frozen, isn't he? Walt Disney? Is that a thing? Or is that urban myth? <laughs> Sounds like myth to me, but I don't know. But you know this whole thing about Walt Disney being a massive racist? No, I just thought he was a man who was in in the freezer. Do you not know this? There's this like legendary kind of rumor, I guess it would be, that Walt Disney was an infamous racist. And then I watched the documentary the other day. It was basically disproving all these theories. I'm like, my what? <laughs> like, I'm very confused. Like, you see, he came, definitely came across like a bit of a fascist and stuff. But yeah, then there's this whole documentary series about how he was actually really good and help with civil rights and stuff and i'm like hmm, maybe i've got this wrong so i don't know maybe that'd be interesting for someone out there uh bubba's blah, 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 blah. quick ad break bellator's on after this stand out ages blah 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 they do the get the tables gimmick as bubba does some cheerleading uh today goes even in england they understand the get the tables also quick shout out to tony storm who has the power to look at a table and it collapses well played, Tony Storm. It's quite the superpower, to be fair. And Vic Joseph jumping up going, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> That's good stuff. Amazing. Yeah. I am not the table. 
What do you think of that? Um, I've got the name of the company, NXT. What do you think about that show? I think they did a good job. It was old NXT takeover style where each match had a purpose and it was important. I just think, unfortunately, for NXT at the moment, I, I was saying this to Coach Wicked the other day, I just can't get into NXT because I'm, I can't watch it a week behind. Hmm. Because technically, what they put on the network today was last week's episode, which was to lead into lead into Vengeance Day, which should have been Valentine's Day Massacre. They pussied out of that. Really angry. <laughs> yeah, you'd think they own the rights to that as well, because obviously that used to be a pay-per-view name for the main roster, wouldn't it? So. But we can't call it Massacre because of oh, Peacock. Okay. Fuckers. Fair enough. Yeah, um, NXT is really hit and miss for me, and it should be a hit more often than it is. And I don't know. People seem to love it, like the Johnny Gargano match. I just don't get it. Like the whole not selling at all, then selling like death, then doing high spots, and selling like death, then not selling at all. And it's just, it infuriates me, man. And I was really interested to see that most of Twitter completely disagreed with me, apart from Matthew from Botchamania, who also detests Johnny Gargano matches. And I'm like. See, I know which corner I'd like to be in at this point. <laughs> I would say though, I do like the vignette stuff they do out of the ri- out of the ring stuff when they're doing the whole the way thing oh. with him and Candice LeRae. I think it's funny. I don't. I don't think. And in fairness, it's a case of it's the only thing they can do. They just shoehorn in the words of the way constantly. It's awful. Which is which is my level of humor. <laughs> so I'm on board. Do you know the way? <laughs> Well, don't get in the way, otherwise we'll put you in the way. It's like what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> what is this? And and also, um, GameStop Cameron Grimes is hilarious. I will say I'm a big fan of that gimmick. That's really funny. Like playing on modern real life shit. Cameron Grimes, that dude's a hell of a worker as well. I remember watching him in PWG back in the day, and then oddly, because that was under Trevor Lee, wasn't he? In it, TNA and um, PWG. Yep. Really, really good worker. Really happy to see him doing stuff. And I guarantee he's not going to get the push he deserves, but it would be lovely to see it happen, you know? I hope he got to keep the Lambo, whatever car it was that he had. <laughs> Can you imagine, though? That's that's the creativity, though, of someone like Tre- Trevor Lee, just rocking up and going, got a quick gimmick change. And I've been being scared of um, Sam Shaw or whatever he's called in Impact. Yeah. Uh, sorry, whatever he's called in NXT. To then turn around and go, got an idea, boys. I'm going to be a millionaire through GameStop. And then Triple H would have gone, fucking hell, yes, that's a great idea. And Shawn Michaels would have gone, game board? <laughs> board? What? It's got involved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the Aces and Aces run in after Sting and Barbara have the match one because this lead heel faction are too shit to get the job done by themselves. Baba does Hulk Hogan's hulking up bollocks. I literally does the whole shtick. Baba gives Devon the big boot at the end of the sequence and goes to drop the leg, but doesn't do it for some fucking reason. Instead, because his hip, he's already had his third hip replacement like Hogan, so he couldn't copy it. Yeah, maybe so. Or Hogan, or Hogan being so precious, like you could do everything else, brother. Don't drop the leg. But like that's my move. But not dropping the leg this week. Not doing the fucking. Um, I got the name wrong last week. What's it called? Macho and Hogan, the powers thing? Mega powers. The mega powers. I said the superpowers last week. It's the mega powers. I, I listened to the end of the pod. I'm like, oh, I said the wrong thing. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I wouldn't make sure I got it right. Uh, but didn't do the mega powers handshake last week. And I'm like, dude, you're missing like life opportunities here. <laughs> what are you doing? So instead of dropping. Got- Go on. I was going to say, he's got bigger life opportunities coming at lockdown. Yeah, fucking A. He's got to give that bloke those jeans and dress shoes back. <laughs> 
<laughs> mask in his back pocket like oh shit who put that there <laughs> i'm hardcore leave me alone <laughs> um so instead of doing the leg drop bobber gives devon a choke slam through a table and that's it like one table breaks in a tag team table match winners are sting and bobber well that's the end of ace and eights, isn't it that's the end of the feud yeah. they've done it <laughs> i mean fucking idiots yeah it's a bit bit bad the ending in it the, the crowd are having well, quite a nice time during the match they're having a little fun it's silly gimmicky shit Bubba coming out in the terrible stinger paint gets like a sympathy reaction i think more than anything so there is a reason as well why i i trawled through various sources of um, american uh review sites obviously Things like Bleacher Report, Wrestling Inc., WrestleZone, all the ones which basically cut and paste other shit and just copy Meltzer. Yeah. But I like I like looking through some of their reviews and sort of going through their final thoughts. And at no point has anyone... So obviously they've gone... And, and I'll read this directly from Bleacher Report. The end of this storyline is near, and by near, I mean lockdown. And this stage for ah, so they're going to reveal who they know is under the mask. I'm predicting the Ace and Eights represented by Devon, Mr. Anson, Doc, Mike Knox and Brett Briscoe versus Sting, Bully Ray, Kurt Angle and Joe Parker Abyss and anyone I can't put my finger on. The match, of course, will be inside a lethal lockdown. Are you fucking morons? Like you said, it's clear as day who the, the leader's going to be. <laughs> but I then, looked, I then looked at WrestleZone and I looked at Wrestling Inc. Back at their like show reviews of these ones. And everyone's going for, this is going to lead to a big Ace and Eights versus TNA, lethal lockdown, and the winner's going to be in control of TNA. It's like, bully, bully, bully Ray. <laughs> he borrowed someone's dress shoes. <laughs> what are you doing? And so it made me start thinking, are we just too smart? Are people who watch TNA fucking stupid? Or are we too clever? There's only two people that fit the fucking shape of the leader. It's Joe and Bobber. And <laughs> he doesn't move like Samoa Joe. Let's put it that way. And even then, even then, the, the higher power thing. Yeah. It's like, well, why have all these, inverted commas, leading wrestling websites um, gone off on this? And it just baffles me that... But no one has seen it. And obviously, I haven't gone and looked at the next few weeks because I, you know, I, I want to keep following this through now. But if there's anyone who doesn't see what's coming, coming in any of these big wrestling websites, either they've been paid off <laughs> or we are just really, really, really clever. <laughs> and, but we're not mm. because it's so fucking obvious what's happening. I, I don't think it's the latter. <laughs> but like, Come on, dude. It's so obvious. Surely. Surely. Yeah? Surely. Who's Shirley? Mm. So, um, I guess what I'd like to do at this point is have a bit of a, converse, a spoiler-filled conversation about Bubba beating up the lads and aces and eights. But is that appropriate but, for this pod? Well, I, <laughs> I know, obviously, we've teased potentially what might happen. Yeah, let's just say... But, uh, Bubba would happen to maybe end up being the leader of Aces and Eights and turning on the good guys. Let's just say that story scenario happens at some point. Lockdown. If it's not Joe, <laughs> if it's not Joe, this could be a viable plan B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he spent this match 
putting his mate through a table and beating them up and attacking them week after week and getting attacked and slammed on the ring with no padding or no spring enabled. You know, like they're just beating the shit out of each other. Not anyone else, really. <laughs> like I guess they beat up Angle a little bit. They're sorting out club <laughs> business just like they do on Sons of Anarchy. That's it. It's club business just so happens to be in a wrestling ring. So basically, Devon and Doc didn't restock the fridge and it was cu- and it was warm beer. Right. And Buddy was like, lads, I'm really sorry. Got to do it to you. Obviously, give it your all, but I'm going to kick your ass. I don't like warm beer. I like my beer cold and my women loose or whatever men say. But like... <laughs> I can almost understand, like, Bubba beating up the younger boys in matches and stuff, but beating up Devon, <laughs> who's meant to be, like, his equal almost. And then the wedding sequence, where they just beat the shit out of Bubba, literally slammed him onto this ring that had, like, you know, the springs, like, stiffened up or whatever it would be. It's an awful bump to take. And, you know, there's going to be other stuff in between now and lockdown where Bubba's going to have to take a beating from the Aces and Eights and stuff. Like, all to do what exactly? For the record, we're talking lockdown, the pay-per-view, not this storyline that seems like it's going to drag on until <laughs> 2020 when the first lockdown in the UK started. Sure, sure. But do you kind of starting to see what I'm getting at? Like, yes, they're tricking Hulk Hogan, if this is the storyline, obviously, and they're tricking potentially Brooke, but yeah, we know where that goes eventually. And they're tricking Sting. I guess they're tricking Jeff Hardy as well. Well, I'm going to throw it out there and not to be overly kayfabe, but I think Bully Ray and Devon know how to use worked punches. (laughs) (laughs) But ignoring the whole kayfabe element of, you know, they could be pretending to beat each other up, but like wrestlers shouldn't be able to do that. We shouldn't be able to tell the difference is the suspending your disbelief aspect of pro wrestling, right? It's, it's, they're not achieving anything by having bully ray turn at some point they're just kicking the shit out of each other and then going ha it was me all along <laughs> like austin so what <laughs> so what mate it was for the benefit of the club i'm intrigued to see whether there is any actual story progression to have like a purpose for the turn almost because i can't see it coming currently well we we know i suspect that the Joey Ray, which one, whoever clubbed Jeff Hardy in the back for him to get his negative MRI test yeah. result. Um, it's all a setup to get the big gold belt and failing that, the TNA belt. I guess so. But it, it would make more sense just in terms of the current narrative as it stands right now for it to be Samoa Joe. But this, this is, the, the, as you said, the problem being, and it's probably because we know the storyline, and like we did with the NWO series, mm. you're going back and looking for clues and having the man wear the same bloody <laughs> jeans and gesture shoes <laughs> yeah, sure. is a massive fucking giveaway. <sighs> but I recall, even at this time, when I was, I was watching this, this storyline play out, I was a bit like, this all seems very odd to have a face bully Ray. And even the promo that he cut with Hogan is like, I ain't a nice guy. I was like, all right, mate, I'm not a nice guy. Yeah, you've already said that, bully. I'm not a nice guy. You've already said it, bully, but I'm not a nice guy. Fucking hell. How can you be more annoying than Hogan? Yeah, I skipped over it a little bit earlier, but that, even when 
as Bully walks away from that really weird promo with Hogan, Hogan's just like, perfect. <laughs> I was like, oh, creepy lads doing creepy promos. It's, it's, it's odd, man. Really odd. Anyway, uh, Hulk and Brooke head to the ring to celebrate with Bubba and Sting. They all touch hands. Do you know Bellator's on after this? And we're out of here. Hooray for Bellator. That's it. What a show that actually flowed a little bit. Yeah, there's some really awful shit in here, but there's actually some fun stuff to go along with it. Enjoyed the finish to the tag, enjoyed the Robbie kind of spud stuff. Even the stuff that I'm not a big fan of wrestling-wise had some logic to it. You know, it's all right. As we said, even though it was poorly executed, the reasoning behind um, El Hijo de Bishop Ice Cream <laughs> and and Junior, Junior Briscoe. Yeah, Briscoe Mini, Briscoe Cito de, Cito de Concani, <laughs> whatever. Briscoe Concani. <laughs> it, had, it had purpose. They actually followed up the reason why they turned on Angle. So there was... A, le- a legit, albeit sketchy, but a reasonable reason why they, they got involved in Ace and Ace. Dude, dude I've and, got it. And- Barisco Iso. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> oh my God, there's a flying Brisquito. <laughs> oh, Bobby here. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> no, no, TNA. <laughs> What were you saying? Sorry, oh. I was just thinking of how I could buy a burrito with Briscoe. <laughs> oh, I've, 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 I've lost it now. All I'm thinking is, is food buns. But in, in all seriousness, <coughs> best show of the best show of the series so far. Mm, yeah, definitely, definitely the best. I show. mean, the bar's very, very low. The Cesaro and Sheamus is pretty low on this. Should we try and get ish off? <laughs> <laughs> with extra fries, right? <laughs> Oh god, yeah, fucking great stuff. Uh, yeah, and we'll be cooking. We'll be cooking Bischoff Konkani on the That Food podcast. Yeah, get your shit in, man. Why not? Um, I would when we plug our shit. <laughs> definitely. Um, I'm check this out. Two cornflakes. I'm going three positive ratings. <laughs> uh, it's 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 incredible. I am hopeful that as we're now in the run to lockdown where we're at the halfway stage we're going to really accelerate into the the reveal of McMahon as the higher power this is my hope that if for the next five episodes we can stay at this level of tolerance Mm. we might not have to revert to any other degree of crap that we (laughs) chat about on this podcast I have a theory, right? You know how the first Manchester Manchester show was pretty terrible? The second one was actually quite tolerable because they're paying the crowd off, you know, a little bit to be like, you paid for tickets and please pay next time. I bet the first show in London is absolutely awful and the second one's reasonably good. Then we go back to the Impact Zone. It's absolutely shit until we get to lockdown when there's a really good opening match, some bollocks in the middle and it progressively gets worse until the main event where it's absolutely fucking abysmal. The finish will make no sense and I'll be absolutely furious by the end of the series. No, Abysmal's not there. It's Joe Park. Hey! (laughs) Next week, we will be doing another fine episode of TNA Impact from the Wembley Arena? Question mark? London in Gerland. Come on. Down with the 
good bit of England, not the shit bit in Manchester. <laughs> and joining us, I think I told you who's joining us, right? You did, yeah. Will be Wrestle Talks own Louis Dangle, my little buddy. I'm well looking forward to having him on the pod because he's really professional on his show, and we're going to drag that out of him. <laughs> he's going to go up to Alex when they start doing like the Wrestle Talk news every day, which they do on the <laughs> however often he sees Alex McCarthy. Wrestling goes, Bailey, yeah. <laughs> he's going to go to Alex and go, fucking hell, Alex. <laughs> I'm so glad I work for a professional. <laughs> Do you really think I can get Louis to say the word cunt on our podcast? I I wouldn't try it because that would be... I mean, it depends how bad Impact is. To be fair, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he actually better turn up this fucking time. We invited him last time. Louis, if you're listening to this, you little bastard, you better turn up, mate. <laughs> no, no pressure. Rich is going to try and make you say rude words. So, uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> well, it depends how many people from WrestleTalk listen to next week's pod. We might tell the story of the uh, the libel meeting we had that was three and a half hours, and mine and Louis' involvement. It was a uh, it was a good it was a good time. Let's put it that way. Anything to do with libel and three and a half hours always leads to good stories, mm. in my opinion. In my opinion, indeed, this whole podcast is just just character acting. It's not real. Don't take it seriously. Just remember, all the views here are that of the wrestling character Tax Williams. <laughs> and Disco you can Inferno. Find him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Disco Inferno. You can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. Let's pin push it. Disco Inferno. Yeah, yeah, yeah fuck plug, that plug your stuff, please. Uh, Where can people find you on the social media? Uh, you can find the pod at World of Rest Pod on Twitter. I am at Fanboy Rich. You can watch all my stuff across Wrestle Talk, Wrestle Talk podcasts, and uh, Parts Fun Known are the three channels that we're spreading everything across now. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. You can find me at Tax Williams, sorry, the Tax Williams on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And also go and listen to my alter ego uh, podcast called That Food Podcast, available on all your favorite podcast apps. And you can follow The Food Pod on Twitter at That Food Podcast, which is me and Coach Wicked. Uh, last week, uh, I picked a recipe which ended up cracking his dish on his, um, on his hob. So <laughs> one down. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that one out. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Really appreciate you. And again, thank you for all the lovely five-star reviews and stuff. And, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, then uh, I promise I wouldn't do this. <laughs> 21 to go. Yeah. And we'll have the competition for the free hoodie. And if you've already got a hoodie, let me know, and I'll send you a free T-shirt instead. T-N-A. 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 Wait, what? Tits and beaver. Tits and beaver. Tits and beaver. The wrestlers will perform for you tonight. And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. We're tough. We can take it, baby. You got to penetrate in the back, in the back, baby. Oh, I can see what you're talking. Wait just a minute. Get, 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 get it, 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 get it,